You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday to you all out there in Cougar Nation. A lot to get to ahead on today's edition of the podcast. We'll continue with our player countdown towards the NFL draft a week from tomorrow. We're talking about BYU tight end Matt Bushman coming off that Achilles injury. What can he offer at the next level? We'll also continue with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, talking about the 1924 BYU football program and the resignation of their first head coach over a very interesting but somewhat familiar issue you. We'll examine that ahead on today's show and of course catch you up on everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. BYU baseball in action last night. We'll cover it all ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 21st, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you again for taking some time to download the show and join us as we talk about BYU sports. A reminder that we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you guys. If you haven't done so already, please hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from, so that way you can join us every single day. It's also really simple to listen to this podcast by using your own voice. And what I mean by that is use your smart device. They are listening to us, whether it's good or bad, but you can tell them, whether it's your smartphone, your smart speaker at your home, tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars, and magically, I'll pop right up with my voice, and you can be caught up on BYU just like that. All right, getting going here on a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Very familiar themes throughout the next couple of weeks for those of you out there listening in. We're going to be continuing with our player countdown series towards the NFL draft, getting you ready for the festivities in Cleveland, Ohio, a week from tomorrow. We're talking about the eight players on Pro Football Focus's top 300 board. BYU football, the program itself, topping every program in the Western United States, including the entirety of the Pac-12 and overall players on this list. We've been picking them off one by one. Monday, we talked about Chris Wilcox, how he might be able to follow in the footsteps of former BYU Cougar Michael Davis at the NFL level. Yesterday, we talked about the man I like to call Superman and kind of brought it upon himself because he likes to wear that Superman garb is Tristan Hodge. Today, we're talking about former BYU tight end Matt Bushman, a guy who was a three-year star for BYU, their leading receiver for his first three years in a BYU uniform, and very much could have had the same thing happen to him in 2020 had he not suffered a season-ending Achilles tear in training camp last August. A devastating injury. There was no doubt about that, but he has battled back rehabbing diligently, looking to get into the NFL, and I am looking forward to seeing what Matt Bushman can do at the next level. I am of the opinion that Matt Bushman, before the injury, was going to be an NFL player, and if you guys remember, some of you might be longtime listeners who remember way back in the last offseason, I talked to you guys, it seemed like every other day I was hearing that Matt Bushman was going to declare for the NFL draft, and then the next day that he was going to stay at BYU. He ultimately decided to stay with the Cougars, and 
it might cost him, honestly. I don't mean to be rude about that, but that Achilles injury is something that NFL teams are going to look at very, very closely. He's also an older prospect, a guy who served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It hurts guys when they don't leave school early when their stock is highest. A guy like Zach Wilson, I know he didn't go on a mission, but he is leaving when his stock is at the absolute highest. Had he returned this season, he would have been picked apart by people who evaluate the NFL draft, NFL personnel inside the league, all that stuff. You have to go when your stock is highest. And Matt Bushman, in my opinion, made a mistake by coming back to BYU. I'm not trying to pile on to a young man, especially considering the magnitude of the injury that he suffered. But everything I am hearing is that his rehab has gone phenomenally to this point. He did participate in BYU's Pro Day last month, and that was a good sign. He did not run the 40-yard dash, some of the more explosive drills he did not run, but he did run routes for Zach Wilson during that throwing period. And that's a very encouraging sign for a guy like Matt Bushman. I am of the opinion that he is an NFL caliber tight end. I truly believe that. And I think that he could might be able to follow in the footsteps of his father-in-law, Chad Lewis. Am I saying that Matt Bushman is going to become an all-pro tight end? No, I am not saying that. But Chad Lewis had to take multiple tryout opportunities to finally make it in the NFL before finding his niche, obviously turning into a star with the Philadelphia Eagles under Andy Reid. I believe that Matt Bushman, he's got a great mentor who is happens to be his family relation by marriage, and that can help him out a lot as he navigates this process. Now, Bushman has got all of the skills you want as a true receiving threat as a tight end. He's got great size, six foot five, around 240, 250 pounds. I would imagine that he probably bulks up once he gets to the NFL level and NFL teams say, hey, we need to put some weight on. He's never going to be a super effective blocker, but it's something that he has worked on diligently to be a better run blocker in the run game, and that should help him. I do think, though, that Matt Bushman, when it comes to where he might get picked, he's probably going to be a late-round pick at very best. I would imagine due to his age and the issue with his injury, him only being about six or seven months out of surgery for that Achilles, he probably ultimately ends up as an undrafted free agent, just like his father-in-law, Chad Lewis, and will have to make a roster as a free agent. I believe he can do it. He's got to find the right situation for himself. He's got to prove that he's fully healthy, and he's got to be able to go out there and make plays. One knock on his game is his inability at BYU, and it might have changed how we've been able to see him in 2020. Uh, He obviously worked on this in the offseason. It was something that he mentioned. He was trying to do better against man coverage. Many of you who remember Matt Bushman playing will remember that the biggest issue he ever had was when a player was able to go with him stride for stride and match him in man coverage. It made life difficult for Bushman. He will feast all day in a zone scheme. If you allow him to run into those soft spots of the zone, Matt Bushman's going to eat you alive. He's got to prove that at the NFL level, where the best athletes are on the field at all times, you have to be able to succeed in one-on-one coverage, especially as a tight end. You've got to make the opposition pay for leaving you man-on-man with a slower linebacker, an undersized safety. No matter what it is, you have to win that battle as a tight end. I would love to see Matt Bushman playing in some of these tight end-friendly systems. Can 
Kansas City with Andy Reid, the San Francisco 49ers with Kyle Shanahan. There's a bevy of them out there. Arthur Smith, the new head coach uh, down in Atlanta, formerly the offensive coordinator at the Tennessee Titans. He makes great use of his tight end unit. I think any of those landing spots would be great positions for Matt Bushman to really launch his career. Will it pan out the same way that his father-in-law did? Only time will tell. But I believe that Matt Bushman is good enough to succeed at the NFL level. He's going to have to make good on the bet a team makes on him. Probably as an undrafted free agent. Maybe a seventh-round pickup. I do think some teams out there will look back at his film from his first three years when he led BYU in receiving and really was a great, great Y receiver for the Cougars. And the Y is not just a reference to BYU. It's the position Y usually refers to a tight end in an offensive scheme for those of you who are unaware of that but he is going to be a guy that I think some teams may look at and say man if we don't have a guy on our board that we need or we're just drafting for what we want or it's just having some fun at that point in the draft why not take a flyer on a guy like Matt Bushman I think there could be a very real possibility that exists for him but as we talked about previously for guys like Tristan Hodge and Chris Wilcox once you get into that seventh round sometimes it might be better for you to be that undrafted free agent and then go pick your spot rather than being drafted and being locked in with another team. I think Matt Bushman is going to make an NFL roster. I may be completely wrong about that. Maybe his Achilles and the factor of his age, all that weighs in to really stop his career before it really gets going. But I think he's got all the skills to succeed in the NFL. He's got to work on some things, obviously, be a better run blocker, be able to do better against man coverage, all of that stuff. But he will have his opportunity, I believe, when it comes to training camp. He may be slow to get up to speed, obviously, because Achilles usually take a full year, really, to get back from fully. But I think a team will be patient with him, or at least I hope a team will be patient with him and allow him to show what he can do, because we all saw it at BYU. Very much a guy who looked destined for the NFL. All right, we will continue with these every single day in the lead-up to the draft next week, obviously getting you guys ready, getting your rundown of what I think about each of these players. Excited to be talking about them, and I'm super excited for their future. I think this is going to be a very, very fun draft class out of BYU in this year's NFL draft, and they should be very capable and very able to make rosters pending where they're picked up, and I'm hopeful that all eight of the guys we're going to talk about will get their shot. All right, coming up here in just a moment, though, we'll continue with the BYU football theme of things. Our 100 seasons of BYU football continues. Talking about 1924, the resignation of BYU's first head coach over an issue that may ring some bells here in the modern day. We'll touch on all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, folks. Absolutely love this company. What I love about Built Bars is they are truly the best tasting protein bar I have ever had, and I've tried thousands of them in my life. Different brands, all kinds of different flavors, all of that. Built Bar, nothing holds a candle to it in my book. I want to encourage you guys to give them a shot as well. Over 20 different flavors, they all taste like a candy bar. You will not believe how good they are for you considering how good they taste. High protein, high fiber, low sugar, low calories. We absolutely, I absolutely love this company and I cannot wait till my next order of Built Bars comes in. I want to encourage you guys to give them a shot as well. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now and place your order. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your next order. Absolutely love them. I cannot recommend them enough. So check it out once again. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order and enjoy the best tasting protein bars 
anywhere. All right, my friends, this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. You heard that right. Live coverage of the event in Cleveland, Ohio. Get insight and analysis from Locked On's local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th to May 1st. All right, continuing on with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. We have covered 1896, 1897, 1898, 1899, 1922, 1923, and that brings us to today's topic, the 1924 BYU Cougar football program. All right. What you need to know about this season is pretty simple. Not necessarily a big visit from a guy like Newt Rockney, as we talked about on yesterday's podcast about 1923 when Newt Rockney came to Utah and spent a summer here. Still pretty neat to me to think of one of the all-time goats in college football spending a summer in Utah coaching and learning and all that fun stuff. And nonetheless, 1924 was Alvin Twitchell's third and final year as head coach of the BYU football program. Twitchell, some of you may be aware of this, some of you may be not. Uh, Obviously, coaches in this era, they coached more than just one sport. And Twitchell was originally BYU men's basketball coach, also coached wrestling, swimming, tennis, pretty much did it all for the BYU athletic department under the direction of Eugene L. Roberts, who was the athletic director at BYU, also a coach and administrator there for BYU in that athletic department as well. But Alvin Twitchell was in the final year, ultimately, of his coaching tenure with the football program at BYU. Had his most successful tenure as head coach as well. BYU started out the season on October 3rd, 1924 at Colorado College in Colorado Springs. Beat them 3-0. So a very narrow win there. The following week, they went to Montana State in Bozeman and lost 13-0. Then followed that up two weeks later with their annual rivalry game against Utah on the road at Cummings Field up in Salt Lake City. Once again, got trounced by the Utes 35-0. They followed that up another two weeks later on November 7th at Utah Agricultural, excuse me, a home game against Utah Agricultural. You know it is Utah State today. BYU lost that game 14 to nothing. Obviously, the early days of these rivalries, very much one-sided for both Utah State and Utah. But then BYU finished out the season with a win at Western State in Colorado. That was in Gunnison, Colorado, 26-13. And the first tie in BYU football history came November 15th at Colorado School of the Mines in Golden, Colorado, when they had a 0-0 tie. You heard that right. Not just soccer has 0-0 ties. College football, once upon a time, had that as well. And BYU's first tie as a college football program came November 15th, 1924. So, for the season, the Cougars 2-3-1, 1-3-1 in the Rocky Mountain Conference, and they were not good. The only program worse than them was the Colorado Teachers College, which went 0-4 in conference play. BYU as a team, 10th in the conference, so yet again, floundering near the bottom of the standings, and this was not the reason that Alvin Twitchell moved on from BYU. Let's talk about that for a minute. Why would Coach Twitchell decide to leave BYU? Oh, sorry. One note before we get to Coach Twitchell. We talked about this yesterday. The SRS, the Simple Rating System, which uh, Sports Reference, their website, does for has, has done for each season. BYU this season was a minus 3.80, which was 86 out of 111 college football programs. They obviously were not great. Uh, their points for were 90th out of 100. 11 averaging a paltry 7.3 points per game. They also had points against 61 and average a 10.2 against. So 
not one of the seasons that you really write home about, but obviously the best season in Alvin Twitchell's three-year tenure as BYU head coach. Now, on to Coach Twitchell. He moved on from BYU after this era, and there's a big reason why, and it may be familiar to some of you who have listened to this podcast and maybe have had your druthers about how BYU is quote-unquote cheap. This comes from newspapers.com. Obviously, they have a lot of old newspapers that they have scanned in. Well, there's an article here that mentions Coach Alvin Twitchell, I'm reading from this article, who has been coaching at the Young University, which stands for BYU in that era, for the last four years, has handed in his resignation to President Franklin S. Harris to take effect at the close of the present school year in June. Here we go. Here's the kicker. A matter of salary was Coach Twitchell's chief reason for resigning. Did you guys hear that right? Money was the reason that Coach Twitchell moved on. Several colleges that continues have been seeking his services, and Coach Twitchell decided to accept a position with one of them to be announced later. Okay, now you're probably wondering, what school was willing to pay Coach Twitchell more money to become their head coach? Well, let's acknowledge also one other thing. Coach Twitchell actually was a much more accomplished basketball coach. His basketball programs won the state title three of the four years he was at the helm of the men's basketball program, won the conference championship once, obviously his football team, not great on the field, but he ultimately went to Colorado College, the team that BYU faced in the Rocky Mountain Conference, and that's where he ultimately landed at his next stop. According to the record, that was his final stop as a coach. And overall, as a basketball coach, he finished with a 151 overall record in football. Not so great. He was 5-13-1 overall during his brief tenure as BYU football's head coach. Obviously, basketball is more of his forte, but kind of funny to hear that BYU lost their first football coach over a matter of salary. Think about that. We've been talking about this, how guys maybe like a Mark Pope or a Kalani Sitake, when the right job with the right amount of money comes, would they move on from BYU? Well, apparently it has happened in 1924, and it is happening here in the latter day in 2021 and beyond. The more things change, the more they stay the same, it feels like. But there you go. That's what you need to know about the 1924 BYU football program. We'll talk about a new coach, a young coach taking over the Cougars in 1925 on tomorrow's podcast. We'll continue on with these throughout the offseason, getting you guys ready for the upcoming 2021 BYU football season. This is a ton of fun. I I can't express to you guys how much fun I am having digging into the historical record. Uh, For those of you who don't know or maybe new to the podcast, I studied history at BYU. So digging into things like this, kind of digging out of the historical record and be able to craft a narrative for you guys of what you need to know about these seasons, it's right in my wheelhouse and I absolutely love doing it. All right, so tomorrow, 1925, a new head coach at the helm, and obviously, well, a teaser ahead, the best season to date in BYU football history. We'll talk about all of that on tomorrow's podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, folks. Football futures are out there, whether it's college or NFL. You think your team has got a good chance of 
doing the over under on the wins, whatever it might be, you can bet on those. Obviously, current action, NBA, NHL, MLB, all in full swing. Bet online even covers award TV shows and reality TV. No matter what you guys want to bet on, they've got the best odds and props for almost anything that you can imagine. They get you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is truly the best place to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device now to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Yes, make your first deposit at betonline.ag, use the promo code Locked On, and get 50% of whatever you deposit added into your account to have some fun with. Free money, courtesy of our friends at BetOnline. Check them out now. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, which is presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey, is happening now. It features analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts, including yours truly, for every team are making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Today, they're making picks 12 through 17, maybe 18. I'm not 100% certain on that. I haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast quite yet but looking forward to it all the same odyssey of course is your audio home for all the sports podcast music and news that matters to you that's a u d a c y odyssey check out the ultimate mock draft 2021 one of the biggest ventures that we do here on the network and it's bigger and better than ever this year really really fun project all right let's catch you guys up on everything else you need to know as a byu fan here on a wednesday first off with byu football an offer has been extended to a byu baseball commit by the byu football program and it's not a crazy as you might think. The offer is going to Fisher Ingersoll, who is an athlete at American Fork High School. I call some high school football action uh, during the fall, and I have to tell you this much. Fisher Ingersoll is an absolute steal if you can get him to the BYU football program. This is a kid who was an elite wide receiver, had over 1,100 yards last year for the Cavemen. It's a pass-happy offense, and he's one of the best on that team. But in addition to that, very much a standout defensive back. I believe he could be a standout safety at the next level. He had six interceptions last year for the Cavemen. A great offer from the BYU football program. Ingersoll, like I mentioned, is currently committed to play baseball for BYU. If he ultimately decides to join the BYU football program under NCAA rules, if he's a scholarship athlete, he has to actually take up a football scholarship and then transition over to foot, over to baseball. But best of luck to him regardless of whatever he decides to do. He's a fantastic multi-sport athlete and can really contribute on both sides of the ball on the gridiron. One other note for you guys is big congratulations to the Wilson family. Legacy continues at BYU. Micah Wilson, a Corner Canyon linebacker prospect, has announced his commitment to the BYU football program. He's coming off a state championship run with the Chargers where he amassed 133 tackles as a junior. He will be a senior this year, obviously following in the footsteps of his older brother Zach as well as older brother Josh. Micah, much more in the mold of Josh where they are linebacker prospects, but you know what? The Wilson family is going to richly reward the BYU football program for the foreseeable future. These are incredible athletes. The Wilson family, the Wilson parents, have done a phenomenal job raising great young men. They've got great bloodlines in terms of football ability. I can see both Josh as well as Mike ending up as starting linebackers for BYU down the road. Funny enough, they could end up starting together if things work out. But really, really cool all the same. Congratulations to Micah Wilson on that commitment. Going to see if I 
can get him on the show to talk about his commitment, but it's just a phenomenal thing. The Wilson family obviously grew up diehard Ute fans, but their experience at BYU has been second to none, and it's evidenced by now three of the four sons having committed to BYU. The youngest brother is a quarterback following in the footsteps of Zach. We'll see if they make it four for four down the road for the BYU football program when it comes to the Wilson family. All right, other news for you guys in terms of the BYU men's basketball program. They're continuing to comb the transfer portal. There are more and more athletes continuing to make their decisions. Two more players to keep an eye on, both come from the University of Oklahoma. Uh, guard Devion Harmon, he has been talking to BYU according to reports. I saw Zach Georgian, I believe. Uh, he is a reporter. He said that BYU, Texas, Oregon, and Arkansas are currently the schools in the mix for the six foot two point guard. Obviously, playing for Lon Kruger, they had a great season there in Norman. Uh, did Harmon, one of the big men on that team, Kerr Quath, who actually has a connection to the state of Utah, having played his prep ball at Kearns High School as well as two years at Salt Lake Community College before joining Oklahoma. He's a graduate transfer looking for a new home, and he reportedly has also heard from BYU. Having played here in the state of Utah, obviously a natural connection for him. He is a native of South Sudan, moved to Utah as a small toddler, grew up here while fleeing to the U.S. as refugees. I think it'd be a really cool pickup. Six foot ten, two hundred twenty pound, very much a defensive big. Not a lot of big offensive numbers, but a guy who very much can protect the paint. And obviously, we all know that Mark Pope puts a priority on his big men being sound defensively. I think either one of these guys. If I had my druthers, I probably would favor Devion Harmon over Kerquath, but Quath would be a fantastic pickup for BYU. All the same, it might be Queth Quath. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that, but nonetheless. Those are your updates for the latest guys that BYU is tracking in terms of the transfer portal, according to reports. Final note for you guys, today is BYU baseball. They were in action last night, trying to earn the season split with Dixie State at Miller Field. Cougars did just that, winning 3-2. to two. Now BYU heads to Gonzaga for a three-game set this weekend up there in Spokane against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs traditionally have been one of the top teams in the West Coast Conference, despite being a cold-weather school like BYU. BYU. Cougars hopefully can build on some momentum here from this win over Dixie State and build on that. Uh, BYU held on to win last night despite uh, Dixie State having a runner in scoring position on third base with two outs remaining. Got the fly out to win the game, or the, the pop fly, as I'm trying to say, the pop fly to win the game, and BYU wins it 3-2. to two. So congratulations to the Cougars on that win. It is their 12th of the season. Obviously looking for two or three wins, hopefully this weekend, up at Gonzaga. All right, that's going to do it. Oh, excuse me. One other thing I need to note here are two programs in action today. Well, I guess three technically. The men's and women's track and field programs, they're hosting the Robinson Invitational beginning today at the Clarence S. F. Robinson Track and Field Complex down there in Provo on the campus of BYU. Best of luck. That'll run through this weekend. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, all out there at the Robinson Invitational. So best of luck to the student-athletes of BYU in their home meet. Also, BYU softball scheduled to be in action against Utah. That first pitch is scheduled for 6 p.m. It will be streamed on the BYU TV app and BYUtv.org if you want to watch the Cougars and the Utes do battle in softball. All right, that's it. A big thank you once again for joining us here on a Wednesday edition of the show. 
Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Always putting out new content. Want you guys to see it, so make sure to follow us there. Follow my own work or what I have to say about sports in general on my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, feel free to reach out with your guys' comments or questions via email. Email us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. That is the email address for the podcast. All right, until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 21st, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.